Uh, this morning, I'm going to be very quick and uh, with a simple message, but profound message. Uh, people are quick to, every Easter, people are quick to talk about the power of resurrection. Praise the Lord. The power of resurrection. Good. But I, uh, this morning, I'm going to talk about the resurrection itself. Praise the Lord. The resurrection itself. And uh, we're going to look at three thoughts that it brings to our mind. The significance of the resurrection in our life. Praise the Lord. And I pray that you will be transformed. The more you understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the more you understand the power of the gospel. Praise the Lord. The clear understanding of the resurrection of Christ gives you the boldness, the temerity, and the audacity to go out there and parade yourself as heavenly ambassador. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, the resurrection of Christ is one of the most important aspects of our Christian faith. If he didn't resurrect, it would not be terrible. Amen. So, the more we get to understand the underlying statements of Christ's crucifixion, the more we enjoy the victory and the privileges we have in Christ. Praise the Lord. I'd like you to go with me to a very popular scripture, First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. Hallelujah. I'm going to read and follow me. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Verse 4. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away reserved in heaven for you. Verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed on the last day. Hallelujah. Precious God, we thank you. Thank you for your word, for the reading of your word. Holy Spirit, preach to us. Let us be edified with your word. Let the name of the Lord alone be glorified. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, let me just shout Amen. amen. This passage we read 
that carry a lot of ideas concerning the resurrection and what it means to us. And I'm going to gloss over three ideas that he carries. At least I could do about five, but for time I will do three. Praise the Lord. Three of the ideas it brings to us based on the scripture we read. Praise the Lord. We try to keep to the scripture. Keep our message to the scripture. We don't bring message from these blues. It's based on the scripture. Number one, the first thing I want you to pay attention to is that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is a historical fact. Or grammar will say an historical fact. But I prefer to say a historical fact. Praise the Lord. Amen. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is what? Or an historical fact. It's not a tale story. It's not, it's not just a story. It is what happened. It is what? What happened. And I'm going to give you about three instances to prove that indeed it is an historical fact. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For instance, the empty tomb proves that it was through the tomb was what? Empty. The tomb in which Jesus was laid was found to be what? Empty. The Bible says some women went there, Mary and Magdalene and others, they went there in the morning, on a Sunday morning, only to find the tomb empty. Peter and John others followed later to also find out that it was empty. Now, it is not the, the writers of the gospel uh, could not have used the woman to, 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 to prepare their story if they wanted to tell us. Why? Let me tell you the reason. In the days of Jesus, women were considered second citizens or they were considered inferior to the men. Now, if you if you go to the to to to, to uh, a, a village center for judgment of an issue, and a woman gives testimony, it will not be considered seriously. So, if they were going to tell lies, they wouldn't use women to be the one that first discovered that was tomb, that the tomb was empty. Men were superior. So they would have used a high priest. They could have used a rabbi. They could have used an eminent personality in the society. But because they had to tell the truth as it were, and women were the first one to discover it, they said they told it as it were. It would have been out of place and illogical to use women if they wanted to prepare a lie. Praise the Lord. That's number one reason I prove that indeed Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Also, 
I declare that the, the, the resurrection was an historical fact because the story was told and preached in the very city where Christ was crucified and buried. It was told in the very city where Christ was crucified, buried. So, if they were telling lies, they, they, they stood the chance of being condemned because people could go to the place and verify. That is where it started. That's where it was first preached and was covered. So they preached it in that city. So people could have gone there. So what, what are you guys talking about? It's been there. So it was open challenge to everybody to go verify that his tomb is empty. He did it. He succeeded. And you are the recipient of the glory. Somebody shout him out. Somebody shout it's empty. The devil has been put to shame. Empty. Number three reason why I concluded that it was an historical fact that he resurrected is based on his personal appearance. He encountered more than 500 people. The disciples. Hallelujah. So it was not a case of fabrication of story. It was a case of fact. People met him. He met people. He lived for another 40 days. Praise the Lord. Then another day I will preach about why didn't he stay? Why did he have to go? Why did he resurrect? Praise the Lord. I mean, why did he ascend? Praise the Lord. That's another message. But this one just physically, strictly based on the fact that he resurrected. Praise the Lord. Because every one of them that believed, the disciples, go and see how they died. Some of them encountered difficulties because of their belief in Christ. If it was not true, at one point or the other, I think one person would have said, let me state the truth. That is when we talk in a lie. There was nothing like that because it was not a fabrication. It was a basic truth. Praise the Lord. It was a basic truth. The impact was heavy. And it was something that the opposite could not deny, refute it. And this is the message that we are standing today. That he resurrected. It's not arguable. It's not debate. It's not debatable. It's not refutable. It's not deniable. It's true. It's fact and is dead sure. It is what he has done. And it is done. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen.
Number two idea I want us to extract from the scripture is that Christ's resurrection is our present reality. Christ's resurrection, resurrection is our what? Present reality. Reality, reality. Hallelujah. Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ opened up a new way of relationship with God. He opened for us a new way of relationship. And that is the relationship we have with God today. It's our reality today. Hallelujah. Now under the law in the Old Testament people approach God based on their own performance. And when they are not able to meet up they go sacrifice animal for that year. Praise the Lord. Amen. But when Jesus died and resurrected, a new way of relationship was opened to us. Now we approach God based on Christ's righteousness. Not on our own performance, which is defaulting and substandard and inadequate. That is the reality of our life today as believers. We are not living by our standard. We are not related to God by our standard of performance. God is not relating to us by our performance. God is not seeing us with our inadequacies and shortcomings. God sees us in the perfection of Christ. And he treats us that way. He has forgiven us and the forgiveness he gave us is permanent and perfective. Praise the Lord. Before now, you could not do that. There are things we do today. If you did it before, you are struck dead. Hallelujah. This is some, 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 some believers, some pastors, even some pastors and bishops, and you ask them a, a, a question about the, 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 the qualification for heaven, they are quick to tell you, narrate their performances because they are good. Praise the Lord. Even today, there are bishops, there are pastors that do not still understand this simple theological proof that no man, not a single human being, qualifies for God's kingdom. Not one qualified to go to heaven if not for Christ. And it is because he resurrected. If you like, give all your money to beggars, good. If you like, 
do everything you know you think that is good thing. No matter how good you think you are, you are the least in the kingdom. You cannot enter. You can't even see it. Let the Lord enter in it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do you know why? In view of the relationship that Moses had with God. Moses that fellow when other priests or prophets just talk about him. God was visibly angry and dead with them. Even the sister. He said, how dare you talk about my servant that I talked to one on one. So that is the relationship between God and Moses which was, was so hard. And with God's level of mercy and grace. Do you know that Moses didn't enter the kingdom? Promised land. That is civil. Just that's that's a, that's a kind of a foreshadow of heaven. He didn't enter the promised land. When Moses wants to use his position of their relationship to want to appeal to God, God said, "Let me not hear it again. Don't even talk about it again. You cannot be there." I want to wonder what is the sin. Because he made a mistake, was asked to stretch the rod and then he hit the rod. Is it, is it just, can that just be reason? Can that just be the reason? No, oh, God is more than that. Praise the Lord. Why? Because he identified, he's the figure, identity of the law. And you can never enter the kingdom with the law. You can't see heaven based on your performance. When you talk about Moses, you talk about the law. Law can never take you to heaven. So the, the one that carries the identity could not be allowed to enter the promised land. Hallelujah. So as a result of his resurrection, resurrection, he lives. Hey, did you hear me? Owing to his resurrection, he does, he does what? He lives. Somebody shout, he lives. He lives in me. When you say it with confidence, are you not sure? He lives in me. That is the reality. That is the reality. That is why when you receive God, I want to correct this thing. See? Most of us in the body of Christ we normally make mistakes because that is how they preach it before. Give your life to Christ. Give your life to Christ. You are not giving your life to Christ. Because you were, your, your life was dead. You cannot give death into right. He doesn't need your life. Praise the Lord. You were dead in sin. Good for nothing. It's not that you give your life. No. 
will receive Christ into your life. That is the, that is the right thing. Some that will give life to Christ. No, we receive Christ into our life. And when we receive Christ into our lives, He lives in us. And when He comes, He comes with His glory. Hey! He doesn't come just as a resident, He comes with His power, He comes with His anointing, He comes with His grace, He comes with mercy, He comes with blessing, He comes with victory. It comes with longevity. It comes with success. It comes with celebration. Somebody shout. Say, He lives in me. The reality of the fact that He lives in you is the reason that you are heavily bound. In the book of Ephesians, 13, it says that the Spirit of the Lord comes. And see you and, and, and see when you receive him, he comes and see your spirit as a deposit. Hello? As a deposit. So when the time comes, he is there to quicken your body for the rapture. He is ever there. The moment he comes, he's ever there. You may not know. That's why we come to church to know how to always activate his presence for our blessing. When the storm was high and the, 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 the ship was going to capsize, he was there. The enemy didn't say, I joy is here, so I will not come. So in the same way you encounter challenges today and you think he's there. Until they call on him, it is your responsibility to activate the Holy Spirit to come to your rescue. He's a very gentle spirit. Praise the Lord. Does he push himself for anything? Hallelujah. So the reality is that he lives in us and we have tomorrow. He listens to us. Our life does not end here. He listens to us. There is another life. There is another life. It's like babies in the womb. Imagine babies in the womb. And when babies are in the womb and they are just living, and somebody tells them, Do you know there is another life? They will say, What kind of life? They will say, What kind of life is that? This is our life. We just moving in the belly and they think that the world ends there. They won't believe. What is this? They, they will talk. Uh, uh, tell you. They say there's another life. Yeah. They say, up, up from this, from this level, I don't think so. But the day they escape the womb and born to the world, they say, true enough, there's a bigger life. Hallelujah. But it doesn't end there. There are people today, they are telling them there is another life beyond this world. They are talking like the babies in the womb. Who thought the life ends in the womb? You escape the womb. 
You will escape this world. And you will ascend to heaven. Somebody shout amen. amen. And because he lives in us, we can do all things. We can do what? All things through him. Not only that, we are more than conquerors. Through him, we are blessed. Because of his resurrection, we have a new life. We reign and rule. We dominate. We take charge. Hallelujah. Because he lives in us. We have the capacity to always overcome. Sometimes you feel defeated. You feel the world is, the troubles of the world is too much on you. And you feel defeated and you want to stop. But even when you try to stop, but he goes on. When you feel defeated, he feels victorious. Hallelujah. When you think it is over, that is when he begins. And he's right in you. It is something that is unimaginable and that we cannot believe. But the truth is that Christ lives in us. The day you gave your life to Christ, he comes into your spirit and seal your spirit. Why does he seal your spirit? So that what you do in the world, in your body, does not contaminate your spirit. The moment he does that, you are sanctified, justified, adopted, an ambassador of Christ, a bona fide citizen of heaven, and a child of God. Come on, beat your chest and say, I'm a child of God. And all things answer to me. So I, when I move, I move with the capacity, with the grace, with the honor of God. Where people are rejected, I am celebrated. Where people fail, I succeed. Where people cry, I celebrate. Because God himself is walking through me. And for me, in the name of Jesus. So the number three thought I want to ruminate is that the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ is our living hope. Is our Lord our what? Our living hope. Hope that does not fail. Hope, you know, there are hopes. Some people have hope. And you don't start to. Praise the Lord. What means disturbing me? Have I spent up to 30 minutes? Huh? Who says yes? I have so many enemies. <laughs> but, uh, but Christ listen to me. I'm more than my enemies. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I just started now. Okay, well, now I won't read the scripture here. First Corinthians chapter fifteen, verses fifty-one to fifty-seven. 
It tells us that through resurrection, Christ overcome the power of death and hell. Did you hear me? Through the resurrection, he overcome the power of what? Death and hell. Yes, first Corinthians 15, verses 1 to, I mean, that's the one, that verses 51. To 57. If you read it, you see how God, that the Bible was asking, Vet, where's your sin? Oh, Vet, where's your sin? Where's the grave? Hallelujah. The truth is that Jesus destroyed the power of death. And that is why you can decide how long you are going to live. As I stand before you, I have decided how long. And it has been approved. It, you need, you can decide. It's a question of understanding. Praise the Lord. So when the time comes, I will tell people. Time is still far. Praise the Lord. I'm just about to start. Someone shout glory. I'm not boasting by my power, but it is the, the blessing of the Lord. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 6, it said, My spirit cannot strive with men that the days of a man shall be what? 120. So you can decide how long you are going to live between 1 and 120. And if you now even talk about grace, you can go beyond. That is even under the law. Praise the Lord. He will do it in such a way you, when you, as you are getting older, you are getting younger. Can't you see me? At 100, I will be younger than this. It will be a testimony that this, he said it. And I, 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 God will use it to win souls. My testimony of longevity and stamina. Praise the Lord. So by the time I come out in, uh, at 100 to preach the gospel, they say, they say no, no, lie. This one is not 100. <laughs> but you will see it. Because we are living in the living hope that does not fail. He overcome death. He conquered death and hell. Why? Hell because when you, when you receive him to your life, hell is no longer in the question of your life. If you like, go and mess up. That's your business. You can end it there. He keeps his own covenant. He keeps his own part of the covenant. If you receive Christ, you are saved. You are not being saved. You are not subjected to another round of a, 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 a judgment. The judgment of hell and heaven is decided already. People decide to go to hell when they don't have, when they don't receive Christ into their life. And when you're going to go to heaven, you receive Christ into your life. The moment you did that, judgment is issued in your favor. When you, when you die, you are going to where? Heaven. Praise the Lord. That does not encourage us to live anyhow. Because if you live anyhow, 
and you kill yourself, you still go to heaven. The only part that God keeps is that you go to heaven. But when you live anyhow and suffer, suffer humiliation, suffer poverty, or suffer sickness, or suffer shame as a result of your reckless living, that's your business. But if there you come to an end, God plays his own part. He takes you to where? Heaven. That's why the Bible says, He conquered death and hell. There are no longer in question. There are things that you can, you can walk over. That's why you can decide to live long and you will live long. It's a decision. Praise the Lord. And that decision is not based on your performance or how well you behave. It's God's own glory. It's our living hope. It's God's reality in our life. In the name of Jesus. I pray this morning that the power of resurrection will resurrect whatever is not working in your life. I declare that the power of resurrection will resurrect what is dead in your life. It will resurrect your business that is dead. It will resurrect your idea that is not quickening. It will give you hope. It will quicken your body. It will quicken your body and give you the power to subdue, the power to dominate, the power to rule, the power to reign, the power to shine, the power to overcome, to, the, the power to represent God as his own ambassador. Listen to me. The world will listen to you. The world will respond to you. When you ask for one blessing, God will give you two. Because you are a bona fide child of God. When you ever, wherever you go, the devil will bow. You are the reigning champion. You are the reigning champion. Tomorrow we answer you. Your tomorrow is better than today. Your hands are blessed. There are powers in your feet. Wherever you step your feet on, you will dominate. Where others are rejected, you shall be celebrated. The glory of God is upon you. The life of God is speaking on you. The life of God is speaking through you. Whatever man cannot do, through Christ you will do it. Whatever you set your hearts to do, we answer you. The words of heaven will answer you. The words of the kingdom on earth will answer you. Because you are a bona fide child of God. You are more than conqueror. You are something ready to happen. You are a miracle ready to happen. The world will bow for you. The kings will bow for you. Prophet will bow for you. The feet of shame will bow for you. You are the next champion. You are the reigning queen. You are the reigning king. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Stand to your feet and give God the glory. Somebody shout he lives. He lives in me. He lives in me. I think I will say he lives in me.